This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Two. Oh, where am I? <laughs> oh, right. I'm doing a podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the H3 podcast. I am the Fresh Prince of Dead Air. Thank you to Me Undies for sponsoring this episode. With me is my beautiful co-host, Ela Klein. You guys know her. You love her. With us today is Tim Dillon, uh, one of the funniest guys around right now. I love him. I love everything he does. He's funny. Everything he says is funny. He His mannerisms are funny. And everything's funny about him. Also, he's a comedian, incidentally, which is good because he's funny. <laughs> Tim? What's going on? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Those mannerisms don't work uh, in any other job. Uh, <laughs> right. I've tried many. There have been many. I thought I was going to be a really good salesman. And I thought, because I have like kind of a sales look mm. and voice. Mm. And I thought that was going to work. That did not work. So thank God that I found a place, uh, you know, wearing wigs and yelling and screaming at people and podcasting and doing all the things that... I do. Thank God that it all comes together and works. Thank God for that, right? I yeah. feel like I had the same, uh, the same problems in life, you know? So how are you feeling? What's going on? I appreciate, first of all, you being in a studio and having proper audio. We had our friends Tom and Christina who <laughs> yeah. Skyped in the other day without headphones or a mic, and they thought that was appropriate. Yeah. Well, you know, ban them. Truly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's going to teach people a lesson is to just kind of ban them, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we just got, I'm, I'm on, I'm on a little mini tour of America right now doing stand-up comedy in socially distanced clubs where uh, we're taking every precaution. We're trying to be safe. We're, you know, we're masking up. We're in the green rooms. We're trying to keep everybody out of the green. You know, the owners of all these clubs, they, they just, they just come in the green room anyway and they no mask. And they just start talking about like, you know, really? Hicks or whatever war stories that no one cares about. And uh, it's like, I have to throw them out after go, can you please get out of here? You know, and I like these people, you know, and I, I appreciate them, but it's just enough's enough. Um, and it's weird because, you know, I was looking at the guy who opens for me, you know, Trump went to the hospital and I said, dude, the president could die while we are on stage tonight. Hmm. I'm like, this That's is wild. One of the craziest times to do stand-up comedy, I think maybe ever. I'm like, you know, we have riots, we have civil unrest, we have uh, a president uh, infected with a novel coronavirus. No one knows how anyone responds to it. Uh, he's in the hospital right now. He's tweeting from a hospital bed that New York and California are going to hell. Uh, right. I mean, and we're on stage right now, and every audience right now is um, just, it's like, you know, somebody used the words, and I forget, but it was like a psychological crime scene where you don't know what <laughs> oh you're going to get. You have hardcore Trump people. You have people that mm. think Trump's the devil. Um, you have people that hate the whole thing and don't want to hear one word about politics. Right. And then you have pe and then you pour alcohol on right. all of that for an hour <laughs> and then I get on a stage and it's a really wild tour and we're touring up until 
uh, about a week or two after the election. And then hopefully maybe I'll tape something and put it out. Maybe not. And then we're kind of shutting down for a little while, hibernating for the winter, podcasting, hibernating, and then seeing hopefully, you know, if we can get through this, whatever a second wave looks like, and then maybe get back out in the spring. Have you had any bad shows where people are like, we don't like that. Those political jokes. You know, we've had shows where people are just very like, you know, they're, they're on the brink. They haven't been out of their home in five months. They've been, Mm -hmm. you know, holed up with their wife and children, uh, you know, and they're, they're really like socially, they forgot how to behave. (laughs) Most people don't know how to behave in a comedy club anyway. Now this is people that have just forgot how to behave. They don't know how to like, uh, they, and I, I go, no, we can't do the meet and greet. So a guy tries to get on stage and go, can I take a photo with you on stage? I'm like, no, oh this God. is wildly inappropriate. We can't do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, people are, I've had a guy change. And I, I mean, and, and what am I? I'm a comedian, right? I'm not, I'm, you know, who cares? But like, I had a guy chase me across the stage, him and his girlfriend running across like a four lane highway with an iPhone going, we got to take a picture. And I'm like, guys, like it looks bad bad for the club. Like the club is trying to do this by the book. Mm. We can all make money and work. Mm. It looks horrible. If I'm endless and friends of mine, you know, Brandon Schaub is is a a, a cool dude, funny guy. He got COVID and they were doing meet and greets. And it's like, you know, nothing looks worse. (laughs) That is not good. Instagram and going, by the way, anyone that touched my hand, you might. General announcement to all my fans. Right. Is there anything more unfunny well, for a comedian? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I hope you guys enjoyed my set. Uh, little footnote. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was basically like, hey guys, I hope it was worth it because it might be the last thing you see. Well, you know, kind of funny because you. Uh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, um, you saying you're talking about how like this is for some people this is the first time they're going out after five months. Um, yeah. That was exactly my experience when uh, Whitney invited me to her open, open close mic events in her uh, in her backyard at the house, and I got to see you there, and. Um, yeah. That was my first time leaving the house to do anything since COVID hit. Like, other well, than work. The best audience member by far. I mean, <laughs> you got all the jokes. I mean, listen, I love the Instagram influencer community. Uh, I don't know that there's a huge overlap in, in what I do and what they do, but God bless all of them. But these are not the, they're not my demo of people truly for, and I don't know that their humor is what their, I don't know if that's their, you know, thing. Like, I don't know how much they like human. There was a lot of like people sitting there, like they were, they found the idea of it interesting. They were like, this is an interesting idea that this guy is saying things that are funny and they would smile and everything. But you really like listened and got jokes. And that was, oh that was God. helpful. I was loved really helpful. it. I, I loved it so much. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, just being out was so weird all of a sudden. And then your jokes were, you crushed it, first of all. But also the topics were just so funny, like uh, making fun of like the nurses thinking they're heroes. It's like, okay, let's, or like the the Postmate drivers being heroes now. It's like, okay, let's step back. You're still just (laughs) a driver. Well, I think that's what part of what we got to do now is release the tension, right? There's a lot yeah. of tension, tension everywhere. So part of what we got to do is like have fun. My comedy is a little whatever, darker, 
you know, it's, 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 you know, I like the type of comedy where it's like, you got to be really funny about it. Cause if not, people are going to be like, Hey, why are you saying that? Yeah. So it's just funny. I'm always kidding. It's a joke. And uh, everybody that walks to a comedy club gets that. And, and, you know, and it's really fun. And we, we had a great time that night. That was like one of my first times doing stand up mm. uh, back, you know, and, and Whitney was, was really cool. Whitney, you know, put that whole thing together in our backyard. And I think she caught a little flack for it. People were like, Oh, what are you doing? But like everybody got tested. Everybody mm. was outside. Everybody was, I mean, we're doing all the things that you can humanly do here to try to make, I have now, I have a Natchez flu in my face. My friends uh, came to my house the other day. I rented a house in the desert for coronavirus out in Palm Springs. And my friend and his wife are very healthy. And every time, like, can I get you guys anything? They always request fruit. Cause I think they think that I don't have any uh, produce or fruit. Uh, <laughs> so they, go, they, they think it's just pints of ice cream. So they're like, can you please get fruit? Like his wife yells in the background, can he get fruit for us? <laughs> And then they eat half the fruit and then it rots. And then we have like flies oh, that come yeah. in like gnats. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in like a bodega with like rotten fruit. <laughs> Dude, these these fruit flies are kind of incredible because I swear wow. to God, you could be in a hermetically sealed room. <laughs> they somehow get and there. And the flies will get in there on the fruit. I hate it's, them. It's, it's really crazy. I don't get half fruit people like... You can't eat. You can't eat half and put it, it back. back. That's, a, that's like a yeah. cardinal sin. I, I feel like I like, see it in America a lot. Like I don't think any Israel people that. do my that. Mom was a huge criminal. If you didn't that. finish it, throw it out. She like half we'll get another apple. She, we'll get another banana. She eat half the yeah. banana. She put it back in the basket. Yeah. She yeah. does that every yeah. time she comes. This couple, I mean, I do like them, but they're animals, you know? Right. <laughs> and you know, I invited them to my home. They call me. This is during Corona. This is a fact. During Corona. They go like this. I'm, I'm sitting. I get a whole lunch platter for us, a whole thing, a shrimp cocktail. I'm like ridiculous. And I'm like sitting there waiting for them to get there. And they call me. They go, we're, we're still about an hour out. I said, okay. We left at the same time. They go, we're at the outlets. <laughs> the outlets? The outlets. <laughs> That's my parents. What kind of disgusting human being? I have a lunch. I have a pool. We're supposed to be having a day. You're trying on clothes in a pandemic? At, yeah, the outlet? crazy. <laughs> at the outlets? That's crazy. You should unfriend it's, them. It's crazy. Did you yell at them or were you, did you just let it slide? You know, I let it slide and then I trash them on my podcast. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. you know? And they listen to it. That's the way I communicate. I really yeah. trash them. I just had a baby, you know, and I'm like, I hope it's taken by the state and everything. So I really just kind of hammered home what unfit parents they were and how disgusting his friends and I mean, it just, it's crazy. So that's what I do. That's how I kind of, that's how I get back at people. <laughs> so you seem to have a lot of thoughts about everything that's going on. You do seem, uh, you do seem very politically engaged. You have a lot of opinions about stuff. So I was thinking I'll ask you on yes. some topics and I want to get your true unfettered right. thoughts. Yes. Okay, here we go. The, uh, t the 2020 election, how are we looking as a country? Who's um, we're looking, we're not looking good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's looking, it's looking, I mean, I'm only, I'm 35 years old. I didn't live Me through too. Vietnam. I didn't live through, uh, and, you know, Martin Luther King's assassination. I did not live through, I mean, but it, it, anything that I have lived through, this has felt the most contentious uh, anything has ever been. Um, mm. uh, it feels like we are, we are heading towards, um, and we've already seen violence, which I think is like, once chaos is unleashed and, and violence 
you know, violence justifies more violence. And that mm -hmm. to me is terrifying. And when people in the country that come from different political viewpoints see each other as enemies and they see each other as basically irredeemable, right? Yeah. We are looking yeah. at a political philosophy right now and saying this is irredeemable. Uh, people that voted for Trump are irredeemable or people that like uh, Ocasio-Cortez are irredeemable for whatever reason. Um, so I, I think we're in a, in a very bad place. Um, I think social media and technology, this is really maybe uh, the first two elections where you've seen the impact of social media uh, have this truly transformative effect on not only how we process information, but, you know, what is and isn't real. You know, we're creating these bubbles and worlds that don't exist. So, I mean, my thing is like, I don't think Trump has done a good job. I don't think Trump, if you looked at the facts, I don't think Trump deserves to win again. I think it, it would be better to, to do have a reset. Mm -hmm. That being said, I do feel like the Democrats chose a candidate who's particularly weak, um, and not exciting. Uh, I do think the vice president that they chose is, is more exciting than him. Um, but I don't know that anybody running right now uh, has my confidence that they're going to. Uh, we need a transformative figure. We need a JFK type figure. I don't think anybody running is that person. And I don't even know if that person would be able to do what really needs to be done. But I think if you had a truly transformative figure um, that there, there might be, we, we need a period of time where we can kind of put things back together. I don't know. I think that another four years of Trump, you're looking at four years of just what we've gotten, you know, four years, you're another four years of that. Um, and then if you get, you know, Biden and, and Kamala, I think you're getting at a very Washington, um, very kind of optics, aesthetic based politics. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how much that's going to help people. I think it's going to be, which is Obama, who's a brilliant guy. Uh, um, but I think the reason that you, you have one of the big reasons that you have Trump is that it was so powerful to see Obama win. It was so important for the country to see a, a black man elected president. And he was, a, he tried to do a lot of great stuff, but the system is so big and so broken mm. that, a lot of people over those eight years, their lives got worse. Their lives got, mm -hmm. and they felt ignored. They felt, mm -hmm. and they became angry and they became enraged. And a lot of that rage got, you know, got Donald Trump was really good at directing that rage, you know? So I think if you, if you, if you have uh, Biden and Harris, it, it might be a better option. You mean just selfishly, because I just want people to kind of just shut up and like yeah. fake yeah. activism is annoying to me. And the the clearly, you know, the social media activism and the uh, BLM shirts where it's like your revolution should not have merch. That's the first thing. It should not have merch. Like uh, a revolution shouldn't have a merch drop. That's just not <laughs> no. what a political thing should have. So I think there's valid points that they all make. I think BLM makes valid points. I think a lot of people make valid points. But everything in this society, is it's all optics. It's all look at me and look at what I'm doing. And very little work actually gets done. So my fear with Biden, with Harris, is that you're going to get just kind of the same lip service. I don't know that there's going to be anything meaningfully yeah. changed. And then you get another Trump. And then we just kind of yin and yang mm. back and forth to, to really bad places. Well, I yeah. think that's why people kind of also were su more supportive of Trump during the last election, because I think people were hoping he was that guy because he was like, he's an outsider. He doesn't play by the rules and this yeah. and that. Yeah. But successful business for a man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I think what I'm hoping is that Biden wins 
And then the, the problem is, like, I was listening to Obama on a podcast yesterday. And it was really interesting because yeah. he was saying he tried to do so much progressive stuff, but there's so many ways to obstruct it in our in our uh, government. Like the filibuster is just such a pointless uh, tool to to block yeah. any movement. So he's saying, like, you know, if the Democrats take control, we need to get rid of all this uh Procedural. Yeah, just procedural obstructions before yeah. anything can get done. Well, it's a very divided country, right? And you have this idea that no matter what issue you put up there, whether it's guns, whether it's whatever, uh, you're going to have roughly half the country agreeing with you, half the country disagreeing with you. So you don't want you don't want judicial fiat. You don't want courts necessarily or judges being able to legislate every aspect of people's lives. You want the president to kind of be constrained. You don't want... Uh, an executive branch that can, I mean, the president's, the scope of presidential power since George W. Bush, even before that, but really intensifying then has gotten so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I love that Obama said that I would love for, I would, I would love to him to hear him say, I also should not be able to conduct an extrajudicial drone war with my CIA without the American public really signing off on it without Congress, you know, basically just being able to, to, to prosecute a war using highly advanced weaponry in, in, in parts of the world, lots of collateral damage, lots of blowback, lots of innocent civilians killed. So the power that the president has to do things like that, I think are a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people would, would feel that way. They would go, yeah, yeah, I completely understand that as a, as somebody who wanted to do more, he was frustrated, but he was able to do a lot that I don't think a president should have been able to do, you know, without more procedure, you know, it's like, so when all these guys, you know, anybody who's had that job, they usually go, I hate the print. There's too many procedures. I just can't get anything done. This guy's filibustering me. They got this Congress. It's all these people. And it's like, yeah, but it's kind of supposed to be like that because they find ways around those procedures a lot. And I mean, so I, Again, it's also it's like you you travel around America. Here's what's interesting about America. You travel around as a comedian and you look at it. And I I think to myself sometimes, I'm like, why would this be a country? Like if you just landed here and went around America and then at the end of it, explained that this was one country. Right. People would be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> it's so People big. Stunned <laughs> and diverse that this too. one country yeah. where everybody has to get on the same page about everything. I mean, it's yeah. great. like my aunt who's, you know, on Percocet drunk, you know, on Facebook right now, uh, you know, talking about, you know, uh, trade or whatever, you know, China's coming to kill her in the middle of the night and Trump's the only one that's going to save her. I have to somehow get my aunt on the same page as, you know, somebody in in Portland with blue hair who's burning down a federal courthouse. That's tough. (laughs) Now, they're the same person, truly, my aunt and that figure, gender not specific unimportant person burning down the court her and my aunt are the same person yeah someone who needs help yeah but we have to politically put them in a box and find like what do we agree on folks that's very difficult <laughs> yeah that's a that's great so point true. i think the country is just kind of been fractured ever since you know its inception in the civil war we're still dealing with the same kind of stuff that we have been dealing you know, since yeah. then, the repercussions of having a constitution that by, you know, it's yeah. by its uh, architecture discriminates against, you know, democracy is also people. just a tough one. Yeah. Democracy is a tough one. Democracy is a tough one. <laughs> it is. Going it wouldn't be people. so much better. Just, it's so Going much easier. Need, 
Yeah. yeah, go and meet the people. I don't even know if people want it, to be honest. Like, I think if you brought back a monarchy, I don't even know if they want democracy. Like, I don't know. Go and meet the people and ask them what they really want the responsibility. I don't think they do. I think it would shock you. Let's put democracy on the ballot. I think we can get rid of it this election pretty quickly. Just fuck this. I, yeah. Yeah, I think people will be like, we've had enough. We don't want to do it. Cancel the news. I don't think people care. Right. If people traffic and weather, give them stuff that affects them. Let them know when we're in a war. Let them know when they when they have to put the garbage out on Tuesday. I think people are fed up because like the, the, the things that people are met. Now people are mad about Biden's son in the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. People don't know what the Ukraine is. And now they have yeah, right. fully formed opinion. Right. And I'm not saying Biden's son's not shady. But it's like I look at people in my life. I was a cocaine addict when I was a child, when I was in my teens. Right. Wow. Uh, and I know if you look at me now, you're like, oh my God, you've bounced back. <laughs> but when I was, when I was like, teens, that's an I expensive was, oh, habit for a young man. It, yeah. It is, but I stole. Okay, good. <laughs> All of the people that sold me cocaine are now deeply Christian conservatives. Oh. Believe conspiracy <laughs> theories like QAnon and stuff. Wow. And, and I'm like, I did cocaine with you when I was 14. <laughs> yeah, right. And now you're talking about family values on Facebook. That's so interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And so these are the people. I mean, these are the people out there that, that need to be governed. It's like it's not going to be pretty. It's just not going to be pretty. I don't know what to tell anyone. You know, yeah, I feel like enough people would would read Brave New World today and be like, that sounds good. Sounds but great. It doesn't sound that bad. I'm ready for the tech prison. And I think most people Give, are like, yeah, I mean, Brave New World. They're just high on like MDMA all day and they just yeah. fucking zone out. And that sounds like my ideal afternoon. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. And I think that's fine. And we're lucky to have it. I mean, listen, I mean, you're going to it's going to be it's going to be what it is. You know, you, you, I, I travel around and I meet people. There's some brilliant people in this country. There's some beautiful people in this country. And there, there are some people in this country who, who truly should not be allowed to, to have any type of opinion. I mean, they right. shouldn't. Yeah. They just shouldn't be allowed. And they are. They're allowed. They're yeah. allowed. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but it, it's just, it's not going to work out well. I just look at it out there and I go, we're in uh, now. You guys have kids, of course. And it's like, I get it. When you have kids, you got to be like, you got to stay positive and it'll be fine for them. You guys have done well. But for most people out there, it's just going to get harder. Hmm. I think it is just going to get harder to to have the type of life you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about uh, how do you feel that it's going with COVID? How is the world doing with COVID? Are we... What's I mean, that? we've gotten to a point with COVID now where I don't even know anymore what's happened. Like, I don't even understand what's going on. And I, it's the cases are up, they're down, we're open, we're not. Yeah. I don't know why businesses don't have, like, I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel and they're like, we don't have calamari. And I said, why? And, 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 and the, the guy's like, well, you know, cause of COVID. I said, I'm going to bite you in the face because this is a lie. <laughs> You're lying to the people. And I don't like this idea that all businesses are like open at 30% of like trying. None of these, like you stay in a hotel now, they don't send the maid to the room. Nothing is done. It, we, we're just a lazy, slovenly <laughs> pig country now because of coronavirus. It's like, well, then shut it down. What are we doing? I mean, Disney World and Universal, they're opened up. Do the roller coasters just go up and then down and not through the whole thing? Let's like it's I think we open or we don't. I think it's smart to wear the masks. It's smart to do the distancing. 
Um, there is no credibility. Trump is not credible. Fauci is not credible. He threw that ball. I mean, he looked like he had like a, a, oh, a spinal the, injury. The ball, the Fauci's first pitch ruined his credibility. Oh, the ball. Yeah. I just, it's supposed to like, Fauci is not the name Here, of a doctor. Can you pull that up? Get uh, a nation doctor. Get a Jewish doctor. Can we pull up the Fauci, Fauci first pitch? Fauci the name of a guy who runs a neighborhood eatery that you enjoy. It's not, I think those things matter. So I'm going to pull up Fauci's first pitch and sh so the people can see. So this is the moment when Dr. Fauci lost all credibility. <laughs> oh, here it is. This is the worst pitch since Baba Bowie, they it. say. To throw out this Gary Delabate. That was pretty brutal, man. I got to say, if you, if you throw a ball like that, you really shouldn't be out there. You shouldn't be out there. The people in charge of public health in this country look horrific. The <laughs> woman in L.A. is like she's an albino. She's pale. She comes out. She Oof. has white hair. What she's was that? Fauci, come on, man. That's bad. Yeah. So, so Whoa, what was that? Yeah, we're hopeless. If that's our, if that's our public health expert, you can't even throw I mean, a fucking have, fastball. These, these people come out and this, they're like gremlins, and they come out to the mic, and they're like, "No tennis." <laughs> Back, and you're like, "Okay." Did so you? What are we doing? Did you ever get an explanation why how calamari is connected to COVID? No, they don't. They don't get. They just go. Well, they it's a new COVID. No, we just can't do anything. Uh, all the restaurants I go to, there's problems on the menu. There's issues. We can't do this. We can't do that. The tuna tartare because of COVID. Blah, blah, blah. It seems like a lot of your problems with COVID are connected to food. Is that right? They, of, of course they are yeah. because I, I demand excellence. Yeah. I should be and because I care about the the restaurants and the servers and the staff, and I. That's why I correct them and get a little rough with them. <laughs> right. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't a little someone say abusive to them they're not going to be as good at their jobs they're not going to make the money yeah. so at the end of the day it's like you know and i get it that you know boa steakhouse everyone in there's more famous to me they're all 15 they all have lamborghinis i just I've ordered the steak rare can it come rare i know that you're picking people up off the floor and putting them in g wagons and dealing with overdoses but i'm still, I'm still a customer here that's what i'm saying so if they overcook it you order a rare steak and it comes medium it's it's the covid it's, oh, everything's covid well because of covid you know we got in it's coronavirus it's pandemic i've literally had people look at me and go that's oh, a pandemic i said I'm going to jump over the table if you say that again. You know, during Hurricane Sandy, this happened in Long Island. All my friends from Long Island are all losers. And Hurricane Sandy was the greatest thing that ever happened because for the next five years, they walked around and they're like, the Hurricane Sandy, uh, I was doing, I was working towards something. And it's, no, you weren't. You know? Mm. Working towards anything, but so this is my thing. It's like I think they're getting better at treating it. There's a cocktail of remdesivir and 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 the covalescent plasma that seems to be working. I spoke to a doctor today uh, that that seems to be doing right. better. I think they're getting better at identifying and treating it. Um, hopefully, testing gets better. Right. Hopefully, we're able to kind of. Uh, there are no good options here. You can lock everything down and save every life at the expense of the economy and people's personal freedom. There's no real good options. I think what you need is is credibility. I think you need, uh, I think a new face. I think Fauci would be, it'd be good to get just a new face in here. Someone who can just pitch a ball, face. right? I also don't need him on every podcast. Like he went out to do every podcast. <laughs> he does podcasts? He, he, he does a lot of every media. Podcast. What? Yeah, he does you know, a lot I'm of like, media. I don't need How do the they have time for that? That's what yeah, he does. I don't need a public He's health like, guy yeah. on my favorite murder. Just get in a lab <laughs> and get the vaccine now. Please. I mean, he's giving awards out. Didn't he give an award out? At, uh, he gave an award. There was a digital. What was it? it? Was the MTV Music Awards Ben? Whatever it was, he gave an award. Really? Out. Was like, 
it really was to me it's unprofessional and i i just don't i don't love him and i think that somebody I don't know what he gave an award for, but I, I I know he was a presenter or maybe he gave like a little speech or something. Wait, I got to see that. I got to pull that up now because I didn't know that. What's yeah, next? He's going to wear off white? Yeah. Too. <laughs> was it the MTV <laughs> Music Awards? He did something. Presents. Might have been MTV Music Awards. He like gave a little Man, that, 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 let's see. A Webby Award? Oh, a yeah, Webby no, Award? Yeah. The, I fucking hate the Webbies, dude. Yeah, so so Fauci's out there giving out Webbies, and 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 we've got a pandemic. Okay, let's what? Look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. I gotta know what, what the, the fuck. fuck? Webbies from home. Oh my god. Greetings. My Greetings. Tony Fauci, and I am here to present some good news at a time of great wow. stress as we struggle to contain the COVID nineteen outbreak. By the way, I'm just for, just so you know, this Facebook page, The Webby Awards, this video has 768 views. Nice. After right. five months. So he's, that's what Time well spent. Find yeah. those people and experimentally vaccinate them. <laughs> <laughs> Many young people Let's see what he's presenting. And helped us throughout this difficult time. The 24th annual Webby Awards will honor Avi 24th? <laughs> Has the internet even been out that long? The 24th? There's too As many the web awards. the person of the year in recognition of his creation of NCOV 2019. This is so unexciting. To track the spread of yeah, COVID-19 this is the worst thing I've ever seen. You're across right. the world. Yeah. As we collectively navigate the severe impact. Bro, just call the fucking Can you award, just man. not do this? But critical calls for nationwide social distancing. I hate this so distancing. much. The internet has become the lifeblood. Give the award, asshole. Information about the novel coronavirus and the necessary steps to combat it. Since launching the site on December Oh my 29th, God, he keeps going. Systems, I'm skipping forward. I just want to cut. Shift in as the 2020 Webby Person of the Year. So who won? Abby Shipman. What the fuck is that? Bro, this, that, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. You're right. Congrats, Avi. That was very wanna, exciting. Couldn't he have done something bigger like Vlogger of the Year or something? Like, give him something. <laughs> him, you know what I mean? Let him, let him about, do something How about bigger. the best, best super spreading influencer? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good competition in that category. Yeah, I mean, Jim Paul infected oh, 200 people. The I hype feel house. Like everyone in the orbits of those guys, you you know the risks you're taking. You know, <laughs> that's a very good point. If I you, think you know the risks you're taking. I just think that's, it's that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if you've I, seen. Uh, there's this one guy, this one YouTuber who got COVID, and he was hanging out with Jake Paul, and he goes, he goes, Hey Jake, have you seen this? I don't think I have. Oh, no. So funny. He goes, "Hey Jake, just he's he's recording him candidly, and Jake doesn't know. So he calls him. He goes, "Hey Jake, I have COVID," and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really give a fuck." That's <laughs> it. That's care. all I said. Oh yeah, we have the soundbite. Go ahead, Zach. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> and that hey, was listen, it. <laughs> I kind of respect the attitude. Those guys, <laughs> they, they they exercise a lot. That's part of their thing. They're in good shape. I think part of that training all the time is to be like, Hey, yeah, fuck the coronavirus. You know, like we don't care. Come over here and it's all good. I mean, Look, hey, I, I, I gotta be a little more careful, but that's those what guys I was going to say, because guys yeah. like me and you, you know, talk be a little to, careful. Yeah. Because are you scared of getting COVID? 
I'm not scared. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't it. want yeah. it. I don't yeah. know that it's it's running. I don't know that the fear is is running my life. But I mean, listen, man, if I look like Jake Paul, I would absolutely not care, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Hmm. But now, you know, I'm 35. You know, I'm, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a high risk group. I don't know what that even means. The, the survival rate's very high. I mean, I know that people have long-term effects. They can't run marathons or stuff like that. And that would, that would hurt me if I couldn't continue to, but I mean, I don't want it and I don't want to give it to anyone. I don't want any of my yeah. fans getting it. So it's like, I, I just say, come to the shows, do the distancing, sit at the table. They put you at. Don't do the meet and greets. Like, and also, if you can't come this time, I totally get that too. Like, we're selling out shows. Like, people are really excited to be out of the house. But like, come next time. Like, yeah. if you can't mm -hmm. be there, if you're compromised, whatever, I totally get it. And we'll see you next time. No big deal. Just you know, just support the podcast. Buy the buy the buy our products, and you know, <laughs> support us in other ways, please. But if you don't, if you can't show Tim up. Tim Dillon show, show by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. YouTube, great podcast, one of the one of the great ones. I'm gonna take a quick break to thank yeah. our sponsors, buy our products. Good, and we'll be back right after this quick two minute break. Me undies, guys. Let's be honest; it's the best underwear in the game. It's so soft, it's breathable, it's it's made out of micro modal, which I frankly don't even know what it is, but apparently it's some space age technology that just means it's soft and breathable better than cotton. Um, I'm, I've grown up with the same underwear for like 20 years and it just disintegrates and it feels awful. And I think it's time that we all get on this MeUndie train and upgrade our underwear game. They've even got new Halloween prints. Check it out. We got cats, blood, skeletons, everything that's up your haunted alley. I'm fat. I've got a huge waist. What I love about MeUndies, besides the fact that it's like soft and breathable and wonderful, it doesn't chafe my fat fucking hips. You know? Feels good. They're undies that grow on trees. They're made from soft, natural fibers. Beechwood trees. That's crazy. Micromodal, as I mentioned. It's not only super soft, but breathable, light, and, and possibly cozy. Seriously comfortable. Everything MeUndies does is to help you feel comfortable from head to toe. From outside to in. How are they going to make me feel comfortable inside my body? <laughs> I like that product because I need help in that department. <laughs> you also have MeUndies memberships. Never run out of undies with MeUndies membership. A subscription that sends new pairs right to your door. Because who really wants to grab that qu questionable six-pack of underwear at your local drugstore? That's what I've been wearing my whole life. <laughs> uh, MeUndies changed the game for me. Plus, get site-wide savings and exclusive sales. But they've got a special offer for our fans here right now today. MeUndies has a great offer for any first-time purchase. You get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you get a refund or an exchange. No questions asked. No strings attached. So if you want 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash H3. That's MeUndies.com slash H3. Back with Tim Dillon, Epstein. 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 What do we think we about Epstein? Hey, good guy. 
good guy. One of the best guys. I wish he was running for president. I mean, like, let's just leave him there. Is he, he, he could have been the change we need in 2020. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes out about that, I think. I mean, I've never, I think there's probably a lot of very powerful people. I know that there's a lot of very powerful people implicated. They're not going to see any type of justice, I would imagine. I would Well, they got to him, man. It was crazy how they got to him, right? Like, there's no way. I'm so not a conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah. Yeah, that I one. I really, that one tests the people that it aren't. Does. That one really tests you. And that and like that one tests me. You know, I'm like, yeah. dude. You uh-huh. know, there's just no way that dude wasn't murdered. There's just no way. No, I think I think he was either killed or he was allowed to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. I think he was involved with intelligence people and you know, real. I mean, those guys, whether it's CIA or Mossad or MI6 or any of these intelligence agencies. I mean, that's kind of the way it ends when you're a spy mm. or when you're doing stuff like that, right? When you're blackmailing people or entrapping people or whatever, you know, you end, it ends bad, right? Mm. When you you live the life of a spy. You think he was uh, an asset? I would imagine he was. Oh. I, 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 that's, yeah, that I kind of makes sense, right? Why he's been he's not been brought in earlier. I think he's just blackmailing people mm. and getting information on powerful people. I think he was what they call like an access agent where... Uh. You Bro, access had, so I haven't thought about that. Mm. Yeah, I think that was what he was doing. And I think just Lane Maxwell's father was uh, uh, an intelligence guy and Maxwell mm-hmm. and her family. That was kind of the family business. I mean, this is just it's maybe shocking or new to people. But it's if you've read books about this type of stuff, it's not that new. Like this is just what the CIA did. By the way, before that, the mafia did it mm-hmm. where the mafia would entrap people and, you know, set you up with a woman and then photograph it and then go like, yeah. we can destroy your family or you can mm-hmm. pay me. Well, that's what they say. The Russians have some kind of dirt like that on Trump. I mean, who knows? That's pretty It's interesting. I don't know if that's true or not. There's so much weird yeah, disinfo with that, that Russia story. You have no idea because yeah. you have so many interested parties that are very capable of crafting a narrative, right? Sure. Trump's people. Uh, the CIA or the, the national security apparatus, you know, people in there, you know, the, the when they call it the deep state, obviously the deep state has now become anyone that criticizes Trump, but the deep state is just a nexus of powerful institutions that are largely unelected. They're appointed. They have uh, uh-huh. co- their career, you know, diplomats and people like that. And um, it's just power factions in Washington and they all have interests. They all have budgets. They all compete over money. They compete over territory. They compete over all kinds of things. And, you know, those are our are, are deep-seated animosity that they have towards certain people or policies, and they have all kinds of ways of, of getting rid of those people and policies and all kinds of ways of propping up people and policies that they like. Mm-hmm. So there is this kind of underground institutional war that's happening not mm-hmm. only now but forever with, with power players and, and power factions in D.C. And, and all over the world. And, you know, it's a very interesting, and I, I love that stuff. I find it... Very, well, very interesting. I like the way you explain it because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like so much of a conspiracy theory as just kind of a an actual general gen, general notion that makes sense when you explain it like that. Yeah, the, well, I think I think, I think yeah. Trump ruined the expression "deep state," like you kind of <laughs> touched on. Well, yeah, be, well, because it be, you know, basically, as soon as you start putting stuff on shirts and making it like you know, <laughs> yeah. it's no longer a working theory that makes a lot of sense to people. Uh, and, and it's just such a great, like, you know, deep state, deep state, fake news, all these things. You say fake news to anyone that criticizes you, it loses 
you know, you lose the idea that the media does have credibility issues, right? Mm. The media is, uh, it's, it's a for-profit enterprise. They want to make money. They want eyeballs. They want viewers. They sensationalize things. They don't do a lot of work. Investigative journalism is almost dead. They don't spend the time and money marshalling resources, building relationships, sourcing and investigating things the way they should. They rush to press with a lot of highly sensationalized, maybe true, maybe not information, and it, it guarantees them, you know, the eyeballs that they want and the clicks and everything like that. That's not to say that every criticism of Trump and his administration is pretend or made up or but, you know, what he's a, what he's really brilliant at is taking something with nuggets of truth mm-hmm. and kernels of truth and twisting it around so that it serves him exclusively. Which is kind of a brilliant way to do it. He finds these things where he goes, Yeah, fake news, they're fake news. And it's like people are like, Well, yeah, the media, you don't love the media. So what he does is he kind of turns things on their access so that they serve him. Yeah, he is a pro- he is a, a brilliant propagandist for sure. Def- but like what's going on with Jizzlene? Is that her name? Jizzlene. I find that funny. Her um, name's Jizz. Jizz Because at first I thought I was like, oh, it's Gazelle or something, like French yeah. name. You're I've like, heard it no, pronounced Lane. I've heard it pronounced Jizz Lane. It's Jizz Lane. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's just in jail. What's going on? Why aren't we squeezing her like a goddamn? I mean, you know, I think what's going to happen. Jizz Lane is charged with um, a few counts. They're not. It's a certain period of time. She's been charged within a few year period. Um, it's not this wide ranging. Unless something changes and there's subsequent indictments, what she's charged with is actually it's disturbing. Of course, it's you know you know transporting minors for solicitation or whatever. But it, I don't think she is not charged of molesting anyone, even though mm-hmm. she's accused of it. Well, incredibly, I don't know if you've seen. Yeah. Did you see that documentary? Was it on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was very disturbing, man. It's wild, but she so wild. she. She's probably going to get a, whatever a slap on the wrist is. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's not. Really? You know, maybe she'll give up a few names. Maybe she won't. I don't think she's giving up anybody big. Really? I mm. think she takes it to the grave. I think that's what she's trained to do. I think that's what her dad did. That's what mm. Epstein did. I think when you're in that line of work, you're in that business. Uh, it's a business. I mean, I hate to say it. It sounds horrible. It's a business. It's like anything else. It's like huh. comedy. If you're a comedian, there's rules and codes, you know, whatever. If you're uh, whatever, whatever you do. And I think in their world, the code is like you kind of take it to the grave. Wow. You know, you know uh, I, or in two years, she's on The View talking about that. Yeah. She, you know, <laughs> you know that's funny. I saw Michael Cohen. Man and Joy Behar. It's like, yeah, you tell him you go, girl. You know, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I saw Michael Cohen on CNN. Like yeah. shitting on Trump, and I was like, "This is so bizarre. This is yeah, just so right. odd." You ever seen? <laughs> this? No, they just want you know. I mean, Trump's goon squad is one of the funnier collections of human beings. Everybody <laughs> from you know, uh, Anthony Scaramucci and Steve Bannon and Kelly Conway. I right. mean, it really is a squad of goons that I find <laughs> kind of enjoyable. You know, right. these are the people that I used to sell subprime mortgages with. Now they're running. <laughs> right, it's Jesus. phenomenal. <laughs> you know, it reminds me when you say that, like, there's a code, it's a business. There's this guy on TikTok who I follow who's really good. He just goes up to people in really expensive cars and he asks what they do for a living. Uh-huh. And he usually shocks the hell out of them, too. So it I've starts like this. Like, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I imagine him going up to Jizz Lane and being like, what do you do for a living? And she's like, I traffic, uh, I sex traffic kids. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you very much. And then he just goes, thank you very much. That's <laughs> it. That's yeah. it all. 
And I think, by the way, in the 90s, she would have said that. Like, I think now with the internet, <laughs> right. without yeah. the internet, like, I think she would have been kind of polite. She's like, I throw parties for people that really want to have sex with children, love. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. If you went back to like the 70s, somebody would be like, all right, hey, have a nice day. Nice car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the idea that children should be protected, it obviously to us is all second nature. It makes a lot of sense. But throughout history, I mean, it just hasn't been the case, right? From the church. <laughs> to like, you know, workhouses and all the horrible things children have gone through. But um, I think the Epstein thing is interesting. My favorite take, by the way, was when he was killed. Everybody was like, you know, I've lived in New York City my whole life. Now I'm in L.A. for the last three years, but two years, whatever. And then uh, but my favorite take was like when he died, everybody's like, how did they outsmart the corrections officers? Yeah. (laughs) How were they able? How were these intelligence agencies, kings, queens and presidents? able to formulate a plan that outsmarted my friend Giacomo, <laughs> the corrections officer in New York City. Everybody was like, I just can't believe it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they told him Derek Jeter was downstairs. Like, I bet it was a relatively easy part of the plan. You know? How do you like L.A.? How long have you been I, in L.A.? I, I've been in here. How long have I been here? My producer knows. Year and a half full time, but I was on and off for a year before that. Do you hate L.A.? Because I feel like most... I don't know. I feel like every everybody hates L.A. outside of L.A. Have you noticed that? Phenomenon? No, no, I don't hate it, but I, I think it's silly. And oh, I like do. that it's silly, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's fun to make fun of. You know, my friend Joe <laughs> Rogan just moved to Texas and he's, you know, he yeah. loves it there and he's telling everyone. And, you know, I, maybe down the road, but like right now I'm kind of happy in L.A. I think it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I think as the world's ending, uh, it is appropriate that there are uh, millionaire children dancing on balconies of homes. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think that, uh, that is it's great that the best restaurant in LA is the Saddle Ranch, which serves chicken fingers in a parking lot. Mm. I think it's all, you know, exactly what it should be. A completely ridiculous, somewhat embarrassing place. It's embarrassing <laughs> if you don't throw yourself into it, which I, I throw myself in. I get a, a, a kick out of it. I think you got to get a kick. I like it. I like that there's YouTubers walking around with massive arsenals of weaponry. Yeah. I, I like, I enjoy it. I, I like that Nelk's out there blowing up people's cars in the middle of the road. I think it's good. I say, hey, look at the world and why not, right? Why wouldn't these things happen? I'm like, let's have a little fun. I mean, you can't breathe. There's no air quality. Everything's on fire all the time. Why would the city make any sense? Why would a place that shouldn't exist function in any way in a desert, there's no water here yeah you just got to get a kick out of it these kids that are worth so much money they walk into boa steakhouse they've got sweatpants on yeah the staff has to explain to them what brussels sprouts are what a nightmare the staff has to explain to a rapper with face tattoos who's on lean what uh, you know oh poivre sauce is what a hell. And that person came to LA to be an actor and they got to explain to a rapper who's mid overdose. What? Oh, so it's like, you just got to enjoy as a comedian. There's nothing else to do, but enjoy it. Yeah. That's a good point. What are you going to do? In I love it too. I like LA. Um, <laughs> what does it, what does it mean when you say I just throw myself in there? What, what is, what does that look like? What do you do? I mean, I just, I, I, I just kind of, I, I mentally, prepare myself and I, I find the funny in it. And I think it's all very funny. I think we're all lucky people to kind of do what we do out here and to have these kind of ridiculous jobs. And it's, I, I think it's very, very funny. And I mean, I, you know, little, I'm, I, 
you know, little Zan is a fan of my show. I think that's hilarious. I went. Oh, we have sound bites of little Zan. I went to go see little Zan <laughs> because he texted me. He goes, "Hey, I'm in Salt Lake City," and I and I went and and I, you know, me and my fucking divorced dad Polo and stuff. I went to go see a little Zan show, and I'm backstage with little Zan, and it's just like it's very funny. We look like some weird. After school special where like a guy is finds his little brother at school and he's like, who are you hanging out with? Except it's reversed where the little brother is like a multimillionaire and wildly famous. It's just things like I, I, I laugh. I go, this is great. This is funny and this is great. Why not? Why not? What else? What else is going on? I love New York, but people in New York, it, they're too self-important. Mm. Everything right. they're doing is important. Shut the fuck That's up. That's how I felt in New Nothing. York. Yeah, it's too Everyone much. Everyone minds their business, you know? It's all so important and expensive and serious and, like, I don't know, yes. heavy. Yeah, but I got really sick heavy. of that. Because, you know what, it's it's not, it seems like it is. I, 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 I love New York. I'll always be a New Yorker, so you know, my voice and all that bullshit. But I'll tell you right now, I, I get a kick out. L.A. is just funnier. Right now, man, that's very LA's interesting to know because yeah. I feel like yeah. New York used to be the yeah. funny town, yes, the creative it town. Not anymore. I'm going to say it on H3H3. Here New it York is. is not the funny town you anymore. It's it LA. Flip that, folks. <laughs> you know, there seems to be a mass exodus out of New York to LA. I know a ton of people right now, a ton of our yeah. employees from Teddy Fresh, which is Elis Clothing Business, moved yeah. here. I love from them. New York. They're my favorite people, the ex New Yorkers. Uh, they're good people because I think ex New Yorkers are like they we they gotta soften that edge. So it's like mm-hmm. you go to LA and it's like cool, man. I dig LA. I love real estate. I walk around all these different neighborhoods. Yeah, I, I call realtors on the phone and just talk to them. <laughs> uh, I look up the block from those girls that's selling Sunset. You know those those those. Oh, uh, I fucking oh my love. god! I hate that show. So yeah. Much. yeah, I mean, they're. I don't know that they sell homes, but they stand outside a lot and pose. I think that's very important. And um, well, well. I've worked with agents and I always wonder what they do. So at least they do that. Well, I don't know. Any agent we worked with looks nothing like that show. Of course no, they're, not. They're I sloppy agents. old Jews, usually. It's like when I, when I like, um, when I uh, lay in bed at night and I imagine other jobs, it's I'm a high powered realtor. I'm oh, like really? a broker. Yeah, that's what I want to be. And I'm in shape. And I get out and it's like, there's all this sexual tension. I'm just showing the couple the house and it's like, yeah. don't you want to fuck me? Like, I feel like that's, you know, I my, feel like my, in reality, I was, like when I was in sales, I was just very bad at it. So I imagine I'm very, very bad at real estate as well. That's funny. <laughs> in my head, I'm not in my head. I'm great at it. Yeah. I feel like real estate. I think you're a little too angry to be a salesman. Probably. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good observation. Maybe Ela. <laughs> okay, let me throw it to you. Speaking of LA, here we go. Ellen DeGeneres. How do we feel yes. about her? She's been around too long. She, so she's right. been at the party too long. I mean, Al, 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 right. listen, I, I've said a lot of things about Ellen. I've called her murderer. I said she was in the CIA. Bygones. What I'm, what Water I'm, under hey, the bridge, right? Water Alan? under the bridge, right? I said she tortures her interns and she should be in jail. Water under the bridge. I'm not holding these grudges. Maybe she is. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. 
She's a legend. She's a legend. But right. you know what I mean? So is Bin Laden. Legends, you know, but but Bin Laden, they took him out. She's been around for too long. If Bin Laden was still around, we'd be like, enough, Osama. So that's my point. Do we need, I to, think we need to run Osama a SEAL Team 6 on Ellen? SEAL Team 6 has to go in and take her out because she will never relinquish power. Right. She'll never relinquish control yeah. unless SEAL Team 6 sends in a mission to get her. She's, she is statement. holding tighter than, than Saddam Hussein did. We're going to find her in a ditch. She's so much tired of this stuff. <laughs> Fallon, chill. guys, I love you. Go. Wait, just step back a little bit. Otherwise, you're going to find everything you did, every blackface, everything. You've been doing this for too long. Just recede and produce a movie or two. Like, you guys right. are creative. You're all fucking great. They're all yeah. incredibly talented people. But, it, dude, at a certain point, it's just enough already. We get it. Now, are you afraid maybe that you're going to be losing your opportunity to appear on Ellen? Suggesting that SEAL Team 6 should uh, yes. uh, assassinate yeah, I got to be honest with you. I do believe that the door might be closed about me appearing now. But she doesn't have a lot of comedians on. She has these massive celebrities on. Because I think comedians would notice, like, hey, what's going on in the back? Right, right, right. Right. So they might point that out. Where hey, celebrity hey, yeah. hey Ellen, I, I, saw, I do like spots. Yeah. Ellen, I, I noticed one of your producers uh, fingering somebody backstage, you know, was coming out here. Right, right. Ellen, why is one of your interns strung up like Christ? <laughs> right, right. To make the point. Right. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I'll be on that. Yeah, comedians are a little too open. A little too open. Well, she's good for apology tours if you ever get in trouble. Yeah, right. she's she's good for that man, and she broke a lot of barriers for gay people. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, That's right? Yeah. She did definitely do that. She's huge as a fucking like figure, yeah. You know, in that in that uh, you know, in that world of of people living honest lives in mainstream uh, American society. That's huge, and I would always creditor for that. Yeah, but someone can do that and also have a lot of other things going on. Mm. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think you make a really good point how she holds on to power it's I too mean, much too long I, you know <laughs> is jerry springer still on tv because i know now like he's his security guard has like taken has taken the reins like he had like steve big, wilkos right steve, he has a fucking show it's just bizarre to uh -huh. me. you know i found that I out think recently Springer's off i i i think that like you gotta you got what is it to die hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain i think that's kind of what you're seeing with a lot of people. Like if Oprah was still on TV every day, people would be like, enough. Right. I right. think you get a certain amount of time. And this is the hardest thing. This is the thing about LA. Is there's very few people aging gracefully here. There's very few people aging with dignity. Hmm. Um, it's hard to do. Because everybody wants to be the thing forever. Right. Everybody wants to hold on to the thing forever because it becomes their life force. Mm -hmm. That's very and I, true. And I, and, I, and, I, and I watch people and I watch when it starts to slip away, mm -hmm. they ramp it up and they just want it. They, they double down and they dig in even harder. Mm -hmm. um, and it's tough, I think, right now um, you know, because things are changing and moving so quickly and so rapidly. I think a lot of people just get caught up in this idea of like, uh, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be around forever. I, I don't think that's the climate right now. I don't think the climate right now is to be. I don't think the world's going to be around much longer <laughs> in the zeitgeist forever is. Yeah. yeah, right. Is tough. OK. OK. What about Bill Gates? Gates is an interesting guy, right? So Gates and I mean, Rogan kind of went. We argued about this a little bit. So I'm not saying Bill Gates created AIDS. I'm not one of these looney tunes. Here's what I'm saying no, about Bill Gates. Outlandish. 
Bill Gates is a billionaire. Great. Good for him. Brilliant guy, whatever. But he has a huge impact on, on American uh, or potentially a massive impact on society, American society. By the way, so does Jeff Bezos. Yeah. So, do, so do all of these people, right? These are Batman villain billionaire types. And I don't mean that they're all evil. I mean that they have this massive war chest of money to spend. The Cokes, all of these guys, right? Uh, Soros, Sheldon Adelson. I mean, just go through the list of people. Um, I would just be comfortable, a little more comfortable with a little scrutiny so that we don't start adopt. I don't think we should live in a society where one person, however progressive or however informed they may be, although this is a tech guy who's really interested himself in public health, which is fine, but that is also people are in their own heads going, why is a guy whose primary expertise technology <laughs> very is certain and sure about the course we need to take in terms of vaccinations and health. And there's probably good reasons for that. I don't think him and his wife are monsters. I don't know him and his wife. I don't know what him and his wife believe. I'm deeply uncomfortable with people that um, are trying to remake or reimagine society and, and are truly resistant to any type of criticism. I think if you throw yourself in the ring, you throw your hat in the ring, you should accept good faith criticism of your ideas and what you're trying to do. And I don't know that he's that person. And I don't know that there's been enough discussion about things he wants to do or things that he thinks is appropriate. I mean, famously, I talked about it on my show. He wanted to shoot like a missile of dust into the atmosphere to, to help climate change. And a bunch of scientists were like, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> and they didn't do it. But here's the thing. How many people in history have had the resources no. to even have that thought? No, it's, it, it's crazy because... You know, That's he's crazy. not he's not a body of government. There's not checks and balances on Bill Gates. He's so rich. He has yeah. the resources of a small country without any oversight. The fact you're right that he can just shoot a missile of dust and <laughs> just be like, let's see. Thought, and I yeah. think Bezos, the Bezos same thing. has so much yeah. money. He doesn't know what to fucking do with it. He's just shooting shit in the space because he's got nothing else to spend money. All right. So I just think that we should be we should just I'm not I'm not, you know, Is all that this American, though, to be like Bezos. Let's take a look. Let's see what you're um, doing with all that cash. I don't think it's an American to do that. I think I think um, it's important it's, to remember that if someone is good at one thing, it doesn't mean they're going to be good at everything. And yeah. the problem is, I think another problem is that the, how many people around these billionaires can really criticize them? Like, do they even I, have anyone in their life that criticizes them? Nah. They're a billionaire. Like, Maybe, but yeah. also, well, also, know. we as Americans have this tendency to fetishize People that are that successful, it's like almost like demigods sure. and feel yeah. like they're infallible because they're yeah. so successful. And you're yeah. like, Bill Gates is going to shoot a missile of dust into space. Cool. He must have he must have checked that out. And that seems I like mean, listen, maybe I don't know what the COVID vaccine is going to look like. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not any of that. I, I just know that I'm not excited to get the first round of COVID vaccines. I don't know anyone who is. I don't know anyone who's excited to show up at a Walgreens and just get a needle put in them uh, for the first round. Like, I think that there's people that are going to want to say, I want to take my chance with this. I don't want to synthetically inject something unless it's very I mean, safe. I think if we're down start, to take whatever. If it's, if it's like, <laughs> if it goes through all the proper channels, right? you know, and the F and the, Fucking whatever, FDC. F yeah, yeah, yeah. F FDA, probably F food and drug, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. One <laughs> of those Fs. One of those cocksuckers. Anyway, once, yeah. they once they approve it, I'll take that shit right in my neck. I, 
I agree. If it's approved, I agree with you 110%. Yeah. I just don't but want But if Trump's like, like hey, the vaccines are here yeah. on November 2nd, isn't that great? Uh, isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. When it's the voting place. Yeah, free vaccine with every once. vote for Trump. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten a flu booster. I've never gotten the flu. I don't like, I don't know. I just, I, I got to sure tell that, you, I did when I was pregnant. Because yeah. yeah. they're like, you should take it when you're pregnant. Right. And I didn't get sick. And I was like, mm, no, the flu shot I is think great. The shot actually worked. The thing is, it's not 100% is, it's effective good, because I don't, I, I've never gotten like the, uh, the boosters on. I, I don't go in every year for yeah, it. Yeah, you need it every no. year. But mostly yeah, you only yeah. need it if you're yeah. like, that's have a lot AIDS of work. Or if you're old or some shit. Well, like I have that. AIDS and I'm old, but oh, I just, shit. you should get I've it then. Tried to, <laughs> I've tried. I, I, my, my whole thing with all that stuff is like, I just, we don't talk anything about immune health in this country. We don't, we don't say anything about diet. We don't say anything about stress. We don't say, because God forbid somebody not work 15 hours. Yes, stress. Uh, God, God forbid no. that everybody's yeah. not at home watching Gary Vee, learning how to start their own uh, empire. Uh, <laughs> it's like, we don't talk about any of that. We don't talk about sleep or stress or yeah. mental health. We have none of it. And then it's just the, the, the answers in this country are always pharmaceutical companies. And they're always people standing to make billions of dollars. It's always let's medicate, medicate, medicate. You're depressed, you're anxious, you're this. Not you're maybe living a life without honesty. You're not doing things in a healthy way. There's no holistic approach to health ever in this country. And if you go to other countries, that's not the case. Like if you go to other countries, they're actually much more holistic in their approach to treating things. And, and, and you know, I was talking to a really f brilliant comedian who I won't say his name, uh, Louis CK. I'll say it was Louis, Louis CK. Louis CK made a great point. He was dating somebody who I was talking to him. Uh, he was dating. You know, a, Louis CK. Yeah. He was dating a woman who lived in Paris shit. Or, or France and they were in a hospital and she was really sick. And the, and the doctor was basically like, Louis goes, Oh my God, she could die. And the doctor was like, yes, she could die. And then Louis had this realization. He's like, Oh yeah, that's, the difference, like in America, everything's about beating death at mm -hmm. all costs, mm -hmm. at any cost. It's a game of numbers. You're not dying. We don't care if we send you out of the hospital with no legs in a wheelchair and whatever. You're we're beating it. You're, you're going on the whiteboard. In a vegetative state. Exactly. And in, in France and places like that, they're like, yeah, that's a part of life. It absolutely could happen. I think it's the, the Christian thing a little bit. Because like I, yeah. I was listening to the hearings on the, on the uh, new Supreme Court nominee, and they go from inception to natural death. It's like they don't believe that people I, should be able to die. Well, that's crazy. And that's like, one of the crazy. It's beliefs. like you can never pull the plug. Vegetative state. That's crazy. That, oh. somebody yeah. has like a, if somebody has like a tumor and they want to get out of here before it gets bad. No, you I can't. I think anyone standing no in the way of that death. is crazy. Oh, God. And does that Amy Coney Barrett, she doesn't believe in the system. No, death? no. God. Absolutely not. I mean, these are, I mean, this is a problem. I mean, this is why this is a problem. Yeah. That's you know, it's like, who are you to tell an 80 year old with brain cancer that he can't fucking end it and not no, right, ruin his right. family's life, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Okay. I don't think he'll get confirmed. I think, I think if he doesn't, I think it's very possible if he does not uh, win, she's not going to get confirmed. Really? I feel like it's inevitable. I, that, like, I don't know how the Democrats can even block because they have the same. Well, they might they might not block. I mean, it may be inevitable. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a little scary for me because she is like she's straight up hands maiden, handmaiden tail. Yeah. Level. I mean, and like I she, they can they can overturn yeah. gay marriage and abortion. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Like the fact that the fact the thought of making gay marriage illegal again is like so medieval. It's that medieval. Is, it's hard I to I don't think imagine. abortion would be made illegal again. I, I don't know why Roe would come back in front of the court 
Um, there is a precedent, it's a legal precedent. I mean, it's not like a Brown versus Board of Education or Marbury versus Madison, one of these ironclad cases that would never be heard again. There is a possibility that Roe would be maybe heard again, but I don't know. I don't think Kavanaugh would vote. For, I don't think they have the votes to overturn Roe on the court. I think it is a massive seismic issue. I don't think they have the votes for it. I Six don't three know if, if she wins. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they'd have the. I don't see them overturning gay marriage either. I mean, I know that that these are possibilities and they're disturbing. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I don't want them to happen. Yeah, I yeah. just don't know if those things will happen. I think, I think really a lot of what the Supreme Court does, which nobody talks about, is a lot of these guys are just kind of like you know, they just kind of you know pave the way for a lot of laws that hurt workers or yeah. people that mm. need help. They're very all these <laughs> you know? all these conservative yeah. uh, appointees are all very pro corporate and just. They just, yeah. yeah, they oil the cogs for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think this, 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 you know, very divided space, public space you have right now, where like no one's really in either camp unless you're on Twitter. Like most people are in the middle to some degree, and they don't really know which way they are. But I don't know too many people under the age of forty that are really trying to get gay marriage overturned or trying to get Roe v. Wade overturned. It does seem more generational. I think younger people don't care about that stuff nearly as much. Yeah. It does bum me out, though, that you have someone who's so outside the representation of the average American who's yeah. so young. She's like, what, 45 or something? She's and definitely young. She's yeah. super young. She's like, obs like she's like Mike Pence level conservative. It's like these are people that you almost would never even meet. It's like, oh, you're one of those aberrations. There's, there's two things. Dude, number one, she's gonna serve I, I for life. Like, she's got a lot of kids. She is a seven family kids, person. Dude. She's got seven kids. Seven fucking seven kids. kids. Wow. But I do think there's a lot of people in America that are religious that have a lot of kids that have similar values to her. I don't know how far into the mainstream she is. I think overturning Roe v. Wade is out of the mainstream, right? The idea for of sure ending, it is, yeah. yeah and that's out of the mainstream. The idea of, of, of it would still go back to the states. States would put restrictions on it or whatever. Um, that's out of the mainstream. I think her, her, she's probably like a mom that is loves children and loves no, her family. No, but that's well, not an excuse. I know, I'm a mom, not, and I would not feel comfortable living in a place where abortion is illegal. Yeah, it's, I, it's, not, it's, I yeah, will not. I don't think I will live in a place that. Yeah, it's that so abortion is illegal. But you made a good point. I've She's been through it, and yeah. that is not something abortion? you can force. No, I've been through oh. pregnancy. I was like, that's Whoa, that's that. not something you can force someone to go through. If you're Forced. not ready for it, and if you're not ready to have a kid, yeah. why would you? It's such a I, life well, decision. A lot of people disagree with you because fine, and because they, can they disagree, think it's but murder. It's not murder if you, you do it at the right time. No one is saying do abortion the day before yeah. birth. Well, which they, they lie. And they say keep that that's what yeah, they keep do, saying and they they lie. No one is saying that. That is obviously way too late. Well, actually, you could so you could in very rare circumstances get a late term abortion if it's going to threaten the life of the mom or the ba or the baby. Well, that could be like a medical situation. Yeah, that, that, that should no, be up is, to the but doctor. They play it up like they say. Yeah. Gavin Newsom wants to kill babies the day before they're born, yeah. but like that's obviously in an extremely rare case where the baby is. I just probably think it's, it's a law that's been in place since 1965. Uh, I don't think it'll be overturned. I think it's a, it's a very. I I think that a lot of the people that have a lot of power in this country love these issues because they divide people. They it get does. People Right. Get people arguing, but I think there's a lot of things going on that are much more important. Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know how how 
I don't know how that even happens. I don't know how Roe gets overturned. I mean, I'm sure that smarter people that hear me on the show are going to go, here's how it happens. I'm going to be like, thank you. You know, as I'm eating, a, you know, <laughs> I'll look at it and be like, thank you. That, well, that, it does make sense. But I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, I, I she, uh, Amy Coney Island, whatever her name is, Coney Barrett, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hot dog lady. I call her the hot dog woman. Yeah, she's not God lover. I mean, I, God she's does a love her very much. Woman, she's got Haitian kids. I'm all for that. Uh, whatever she wants to she do, you know. I mean, yeah, she adopted kids from Haiti. I think that's cool. Oh, that is very. That cool. is very. Cool. That's that. nice. And uh, you know, I bet really she's nice. probably a good person. I mean, you know what, man? We're we're just living, you know, in a country where. There people just have radically different ideas about what should happen. I'm always into free, like I'm into freedom. I'm like, I want people to have the freedom to do what they want to do. Doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, the idea of like, you want to take your kids to hear drag queens read stories at the library? Great. You don't? Great. You want to have an abortion? Great. You don't want to do that? Don't do it. Like uh, this idea that we need this, you know, that everyone needs to believe that I've never needed to believe the same things as anyone else. And I wouldn't expect to. So I think part of the problem right now is that everybody needs this one size fits all policy. It's like, if you're morally opposed to abortion, I totally understand that. Don't have one. Okay. So do you have a favorite billionaire and a least favorite billionaire? Interesting. Great question. <laughs> um, uh, the Saudi Royal family, uh, they're just, <laughs> They're just fun. I like yeah, they have an indoor true. water park where they ride jet skis. I've always thought beheadings were hilarious. Right. Beheadings are very funny. Behandings are funny. They're just, it's just funny to be hand or bed. <laughs> sure. um, again, wrong, but it's just funny. It's funny to have all the creature comforts and all the progressive modern things and go like, yeah, but I still want to whack off. I still want to get a head out of here. <laughs> right. I still want to take someone's hand off in the middle of this day. Even though you've got it all, you've got the internet, you know, it's not right. Right. You got, <laughs> you know, it's a barbaric practice, but you go, I really just, for my own purposes, I just like to, you know, fillet people and stuff. So the, Saudis, the Saudis are my favorites because they're kooky. Yeah. And I like kooky people. They're yeah. fun, right? And then my least favorite billionaire, I'm trying to think my least favorite billionaire. Um, Least favorite billionaire. So George Soros, and not for the reason people think, not because I think he could also conspiracy. I'm just annoyed with hearing his name. I think he's his name is ruined. Taint, it's tainted legitimate conspiracies. <laughs> like it's George Soros... You should be able to criticize people that are that are doing wacky things without going, and they're being funded by George Soros. <laughs> I'm just so sick of hearing his name because uh, I don't think. I mean, I don't know much about. I know enough about him to know that, like, I'm sure he wants to do things I don't agree with, and I'm sure he puts money behind it. But like the idea that everybody in this country uh, that's rioting or looting or protesting or whatever is somehow funded by George Soros is hilarious. And uh, so I would say he's my least favorite because it's just he's he's become this totemic symbol to people and it's annoying and i would say the saudi royal family is just my favorite uh because they're just fun i like Good family yeah. yeah family fun i like that <laughs> what do you think about QAnon? so it's it's a it's a crazy thing but it has nuggets of truth human trafficking is a major problem there have been many cover-ups involving uh, very wealthy powerful people both political figures and politically connected people. Um, it is something where uh, there's a lot of effort put in sweeping those things under the rug, a la Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. So there are nuggets of truth here. But... Hey, 
Hillary, so there's two more subjects I want to ask you about. Yes. Hillary Clinton. You know, <laughs> I short answers, yeah. you know, badass bitch. I like, <laughs> I mean, listen, Hillary is as, as uh, she's a tough as nails person. She's incredibly immoral. She has a lust for power that's, uh, you know, is, is, is unquenchable. She mm. is uh, a notorious backroom dealer. Very good at it. Never been a good campaigner. Always good in back back rooms, making deals in Congress, you know, the Senate. People really respected her. Uh, never met a war she didn't like. Never met a uh, bank she didn't want to do business with. Um, it's all about a lust for power. I think that the, whatever idealism, idealism she had at Yale in the 60s or whatever, you know, has just been stomped out of her. I mean, her and her husband are, uh, you know, a, a Dick Morris wrote that book about them partners in power. I think she she full well knew that he had problems with women and the way that he treated sure. women. I think yeah. she uh, supported him. She, I think, attacked those women. She mm. uh, aligned people that legitimately uh, accused her husband of horrible acts and things like rape. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I put nothing past her. I mean, I joke around in my act. I, I say, like she's killed people or whatever. I don't know that she has or not. I wouldn't, I don't put much past her. I, I don't. I mean, I, I think people who compartmentalize their life to that degree. Um, and I know like that's not only politicians, right? There's a lot of people in power positions that have secret families, secrets they hide from people wherever, like people that compartmentalize their life to that degree. I mean, what those people can be capable of in the pursuit of mm. uh, something that they feel is the greater good, which is their power, you know, um, I, I don't know what she's involved with or who she's involved with. I just know that she's very comfortable talking to dictators and despots. You know, she laughed hysterically when Muammar Gaddafi was sodomized to death on camera. And Muammar Gaddafi is not a great guy, but she's like cackling in the background. So this is not someone. Is that I, true? I yeah, it's true. Wow. Yeah. What, yeah, was, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, was yeah. that like a war room situation? What, what was that? About? I, I believe I don't know exactly, but this is somebody who she made some very, very funny, like off, not very funny, but like fun, offhanded comments while you know he was just he like attacked in the street, and like murdered in in a, in a very heinous way, yeah. and uh, that doesn't phase her. She's unfazed. I mean, she joked about <laughs> droning Julian Assange, right? She's right. not. That's true. She did do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, she's unfazed by <laughs> things true. that would phase most of us, right? right. That's true. She, most people are like, uh, hey, what about that? No, it's all true. It's all verifiable. Everything I say is true. <laughs> yeah. Every time I say something on Joe's show, we're fact checking you live, and we haven't found one issue yet. They're all true. Yeah. I mean, they're all true. I mean, yeah. to the extent that. Listen, maybe I would have let, maybe she was uncomfortable and she was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but probably not <laughs> it's a little scary when, when, when someone like that, or when, when somebody like that wants power and thinks they deserve it, it's a little terrifying. So oh. she scares me, but, but also I think she's also a great in the same way. I think she's, it's a great victory for feminism. Hang on. I have a clip here. I've not seen this. Uh, Hillary Clinton laughs about killing, uh, uh, Gaddafi. Let's see. So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed Yes, we came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> Did you have anything to do with your... Yeah, that's pretty callous. That's pretty weird. That's and pretty this, callous, eh? But this is... A, I mean, this and is... Like, like, if you go research how he died, I mean, how no, he yeah, died... It was, bru it was and, just brutal. And she knows exactly how he died. Yeah. So this is a woman that hmm. these morons on Twitter 
are saying, I'm still with her and what a great victory for women. Mm. Um, it's such an optics, you know, aesthetic ceremonial thing. Whereas this woman is a deeply troubling figure that is, you know, historically will be understood as much more of a villain uh, than than she is now. I think when when all is said and done and when when the history books are written, she will go down in history as someone who has many villainous qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think if, if you were involved in someone dying, you would probably need some therapy, some kind of a. Uh some kind of uh, quiet moments, but I get that people like her have to make big decisions yeah. and people, you know, people have to, I understand that's a life and death thing. There's a certain level of callousness. That's uh, and, and, and listen, it's, it's not only that, right. It's a pattern of behavior. It's attacking women that have accused your husband of rape. It's yeah. doing all of these things. And then when you put that all together, you have, it's, it's floating a picture of Barack Obama dressed in traditional African garb and saying he's a Muslim when you're running against the primaries for him and like potentially endangering his family. Yeah, our campaign did it when they float stuff like that. When you float stuff like that in a country where people react violently to things like that, you know, she did that shit. I didn't know she did that. Yeah. I mean, this is. Can you you pull up that picture? I want to see. I'm getting educated on the whole birtherism thing started with Hillary's campaign. No. Dan is. Can you hear Dan? He's saying birtherism started with Hillary. Dan knows. It's true. Wow. What a bitch. This what when you want I power, despise the birtherism want. thing. That to me is like yeah. one of the most despicable yeah. fucking acts of, uh, you know, just just one of the trashiest things, really. I mean, this is this is a, a couple that presided over a crime bill that was incredibly damaging to minority communities that, you know, prosecuted an unjust, unfair drug war in those areas right. or continued to uh, attack women that had legitimate uh you know, accusations against her husband. Um, I mean, these are not, these are people that it's a perfect example of the sixties kind of progressivism getting turned in a very ugly way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, in the nineties and kind of this very interesting, they're fascinating people. And I would never say that they weren't this great American story in the same way that the Bushes are mm-hmm. this very interesting dynasty. And I mean, it's all very interesting, but I think, um, I think as history, they will not be remembered kindly in history. My guess. Hmm. I'm waking up, dude. Well, I, for one, will be writing in Jeffrey Epstein. And yes. I hope you will be do- joining me. In I'll that. be right. You write in Jeffrey. I'll write in just Lane. Yeah. Perfect. The, <laughs> ma- the perfect, the new energy we need in this country to govern. Yeah. Can I write in, by the way? Because I will do that just for an Instagram post. Oh, my God. It's People like- will be so angry at you. <laughs> Vote doesn't really matter. It's California. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Write really in matter. Jeffrey Epstein. Let's see what happens. I kind of want to write in Maxwell because she's still alive. Right. <laughs> kind right. of funny. I'm going to ask when I go to the polling place, I'm going to go, listen, I want to do a bit. Can I have an extra ballot? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Like, oh yeah, my I'm gonna, God. I decided I'm going to vote twice, too, just because it's too important of an election. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having I love me, guys. Yeah, thanks doing. for coming on. You guys rock. Thank Stay you. Good. I appreciate it. See All you right. soon. See you soon. Right, bye. bye. bye.